From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, and I am joined by the uh, the, the luxurious, <laughs> <laughs> this is so sweet, Uncle Funky Larry Jones. How you doing, KG? It's good to be with you as always, sir. And we we say good morning to all of our veterans and men and women of the military law enforcement who listen every week and those of you overseas listening on the app and of course through myhoustonmagic.com we absolutely love you and sir we have a very positive program today and that's what we're about we're about spreading love positivity you know just a new outlook and the uh, the gentleman that we have on the phone line is a life coach uh uh uh, an optimist, uh, just uh, an an entrepreneur, and a philanthropist, and so we want to welcome Coach Michael Taylor to the Public Affairs Podcast. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Absolutely excited to be on the show, uh, Uncle Funky Man. I've been listening to you for so many years. It's an honor to be on the show with you. I appreciate that, sir. I appreciate that. I, I, it means everything to me to hear you say that, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Your new book, uh, inspirational book called The Good News Is <laughs> The Future Is Brighter Than You Think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For those of us in a certain area in life, it, it really, really is. Um, so before we get into the book and all things Coach Taylor, just um, tell us about yourself real mm-hmm. quick, a little quick background on you. Well, I like to consider myself as an irrepressible optimist with a passion for the impossible. Oh my! And yet, I was born in the inner city project for Corpus Christi, Texas, to a single mom with six kids, and we were basically the poster children for poverty back in the 60s. Mm. And when I was in the 11th grade, I dropped out of high school, which was a really poor decision. But fortunately, I landed a job with a building supply center. I worked extremely hard, climbed the corporate ladder, and by the age of 23, I was living the American dream. I had the house, the wife, the 2.5 kids and all of that. And within approximately a six and a half year time frame, the American dream turned into the American nightmare as I went through a divorce, a bankruptcy, a foreclosure, a deep state of depression. I was homeless for two years living out of a car. And during the darkest period of my life, I received a miracle. I was sitting up late one night because I was too depressed to sleep. And I was sitting at the edge of my bed looking across the room at my bookshelf when I happened to notice every book on my bookshelf had something to do with getting rich or making money. And as I looked at those books, this question just popped in my head. Michael, what if you took all the energy and effort you've used in trying to get rich and simply figure out how to be happy? Hmm. And it was that simple question that literally (laughs) changed my life because I stopped reading books on getting rich and making money. I started reading books on psychology, philosophy, spirituality, metaphysics, and I was able to rebuild my life. And in doing so, I wanted to share the lessons that I learned with others. And so I started writing back in 1995. And here we are today, nine books later, with my new book. Michael, we're overjoyed. You, 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 are, um, <laughs> you are exactly who we needed this early morning. And, and our audience is going to absolutely love you because uh, your story is 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 one it's that, right up our driveway like i'm laughing yeah. i'm not laughing at you i am laughing with you That's because joy. the yeah it's just joy just hearing everything that you just said is 
it just resonates, and that's why I just yeah. started laughing. The spirituality, the metaphysics, the, uh, you, you hit the words, and I'm like. <laughs> and, 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 and you walk right into both of our lives because the American dream turned into the American nightmare for me. Right, yeah. Twice. All of that. And so, all like, of that, yeah. you know, obsession with money and how you let that go away. <laughs> like, that's why I was like, oh, I'm thinking to myself, like, ah, oh, okay, he's one of us too. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. This is wonderful. I'm sorry. Um, it, it, yeah, we are truly overjoyed. Um, so how did that make you feel once all of that came to you and you realized that mm-hmm. this ain't living, this ain't the way. Let me turn this obsession into making money, into how to be more happy and help people. Like, what was that process like for you? Was it a slow drip? Did it all happen just, you know, all of the sudden? I mean, Meaning the realization, of course, you know, with everything that you were going through in your life that was, you know, the, the, the well, prequel again, it- to your ascension. So, yes, go ahead. In, in that moment, when I asked myself that question, I, I wish I could explain in words the feeling. Hmm. It's like, you know, the universe has a way of getting our attention mm-hmm. when we aren't doing what we were put on the planet to do. And so it is my belief that everything happens for a reason. So as I look back over my life, what I realized, as difficult and as painful as my divorce was, it was the absolute best thing that ever happened to me mm-hmm. because what it challenged me to do for the first time was to stop looking outside of myself and to start looking within to figure out what was it Come about on, Michael? What was it about Michael Taylor that was keeping him from being happy? And so that question, when I went on this journey, it began with number one, me gaining the courage to go to therapy. To look at and to address some issues that I didn't even know I had because as I mentioned I was successful by society standards and if anyone would have asked me Michael are you happy with your life I would said yeah man I got it all together but the truth was I had a lot of unresolved emotional conflict that I needed to get get through and so gaining the courage to first go to therapy which was what opened the door for my personal transformation because it it helped me understand how a lot of traumatic experiences I had as a kid were still impacting my life as an adult. And so in addressing those issues, that's how I became free. That's how I was able to connect with my authentic self and to become genuinely happy with my life. So it's been a process that I know which has been divinely guided. And so now I'm doing my part in sharing those lessons as part of my purpose. Mm. What's the title of the new book again, Michael? The good news is the future is brighter than you think. What would you say to someone that will say, I hear you, brother, but I don't even want to bite on this. I just came out of a divorce, froze out of my house, still waiting on a stimulus check. Nothing's going my way. How can I get how can you be so optimistic for me when I don't feel it myself? What's that? What's your response to him? My response is I've been there. Mm. I know exactly how he feels, how you feel. I've been there. So what I have come to know is that the most important thing that we will ever do as a human being is to simply take 
percent responsibility for our lives turning out the way we wanted to. So and no yet, matter how difficult, and, no and, and I don't want to cut you off, Michael, but and yet that that step of responsibility, that owning up to it, that's tough for a lot of people. That's real tough. It's, it's extremely difficult. It is extremely difficult. But the main thing that humans don't want to do. It's the main yeah, thing that humans don't want to do. Mm-hmm. If you refuse to do that, your life cannot change. Exactly. It isn't until you take that first step saying, if it's to be, it's up to me. Once I make that declaration, then I can start moving in the direction of changing my life. But if I don't do that, I can't change my life. It all begins right there. So, Michael, the old phrase, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, would that apply to the enlightenment to some folk that they've just Everything they've tried has failed. Let me pick up Michael's book and say, you know what? Things are not as bad as they seem. Well, the very first, the very first chapter is called Being Human. Mm-hmm. And in that chapter, I share how when I was at that lowest point in my life, how I was able to change my thinking, which allowed me to change my action. And it all begins with how we think. Because if we are stuck in this cycle of negative thinking about our situation, it's only going to create more negative experiences in our life. If we can shift our way of thinking, if we can shift our way of seeing the situation that we're in, then we can begin changing it. Now, as a motivational speaker, I know how difficult it can be for someone to be listening to me on stage talking about, you know, how my life is great right now. But as I mentioned, I was homeless for two years living out of a car, okay? But even during those dark periods, I'm sitting in the back seat of my car where I slept, and I had these little sticky notes, and I would stick these little sticky notes on the, the seat in front of me. And one of the sticky notes I said was, I am going to become a best-selling author. Now, think about that. I'm in the back seat of a car. I have no job, no money. But I had this imagination. I had this dream, this vision of what I wanted to become. Well, I first had to take responsibility for my ability to become an author. (laughs) So it began with my commitment to myself that I was responsible for for my life and then started creating little goals to help me get there. And eventually I was able to get out of that situation. And if I can get out of that situation, anyone listening to this program can do it also. Mm. We listen to the Public Affairs Podcast, and we are talking to Coach Michael Taylor. He is the president and CEO of Creation Publishing Group, um, and his new book, The Good News Is, The Future is Brighter Than You Think, uh, is available right now. Um, I want to get into the divine intelligence and evolution. What um, Divine intelligence, as the creator of the universe, how, how do you tackle that in the book? Well, it is my belief that there is a divine intelligence that created and is still creating this amazing universe that we live in. Mm-hmm. Now, this divine Most intelligence high. goes about a lot of different names. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. Some people call it Buddha. Some people call it Jesus. You have all these different titles and labels, mm-hmm. but I think they all point to the same thing. The same source. There is a divine intelligence that our source, absolutely, there's a source of all things. And I believe we must develop an intimacy and a connection 
with this divine intelligence. Mm-hmm. And this intimacy and connection is what connects us to source. And when we do that, we have access to everything that that divine intelligence wants to move through us. Mm-hmm. And it is happening right now with the movement of the earth just being shifted in a different part of the galaxy with people, they need to pay attention as to what's going on in the skies. I mean, just the events that are happening up above this, how pink and purple the skies look now when they, when they, when the sun sets, like all of this plasma, all of, they keep bringing us stuff down here in this earth. And that's why the ascension is happening with folks. We believe, Michael, that it's always been there. But at some point of emptying out and getting away from the old you, you really open up a new vessel to receive all of that. And I'm pretty much saying, I believe what I'm saying is just what you just finished saying, is that once you, you get rid of this, this, this egotistical you and say, you know what, I, let me assess where I, my weaknesses are, let me forgive some things, let me move some stuff out of the way, and I now have an idea that I want to be this world-renowned Arthur or illustrator or architect or engineer or oceanographer or whatever you want to be. (laughs) And during the meditation, things begin to happen. Am I close with you, sir? Oh, you're right on. But see, you, you, you still pointed to what I said was the first step. When you start taking responsibility for your life, that means you start evaluating yourself. You start looking at, for example, relationships. Are there some some errors in relationships that I need to address. You know, as I mentioned, when I went through my divorce, uh, the first thing I did was I pointed fingers at my former wife. You know, she was the problem. She was the problem. But it wasn't until I looked at myself. As a matter of fact, I'll share this story with you. After my divorce, I was really struggling with relationships, right? And there was this pattern that I'd date a woman, and we'd date for maybe two or three weeks, and they were all ending the same way. The women would say, I care too much about you to stay in this relationship. Hmm. And I went, now that makes no sense. You say you care about me, but you're leaving me. Well, after several failed relationships, I was having a pity party with a female friend of mine. <laughs> I said, you know, you women talk about you want a good man and I'm a good man and why are you leaving, right? And this, this friend of mine said this, she said, Michael, if one person calls you a jackass, you probably shouldn't worry about it. But if two or more do, you might want to get a saddle. <laughs> Have you not noticed that you're the only common denominator in all of your relationships? And when she said that, the light bulb came on. I went, oh, my gosh. I am the problem. And so that was me being willing to take responsibility for my relationships and my life. But it, was, it, it, it took her shaking my, my core beliefs, right, because I was blaming women. But when I said, oh, yeah, she's right, that changed everything inside of me. I took responsibility, and now I've been blissfully married for the past 19 years as a result of recognizing that I had some stuff that I need to deal with, and I was able to deal with that stuff. Excellent. So what's the second step, Michael? (laughs) The first step, I like to sum the first step up as awareness. That's okay. the first thing, because in order to take responsibility for yourself, mm-hmm. you have to be aware. You have to have the awareness that you want to change. Once we do that, then the next thing is imagination. And here's what I mean by that. 
Imagination is simply the imaging in of divine ideas. So if you will buy into my idea that there's this divine intelligence in the universe, this intelligence can only do one thing, and that is to love you, okay? When I use my imagination to listen to that divine intelligence, it's going to direct me and give me the insight for next steps. So imagination is key. I had to start imagining myself as an author, even though I'm sitting in the backseat of a car with no money, no nothing, but the imagination, the imaging in of those ideas started planting seeds. And so once I had the imagination and the vision of what I wanted to create, the next step is action. You have to be willing to do some things. When it came to relationships, as I talked about earlier, when my relationships weren't working, one of the things I had to be willing to do is to get honest with myself of my emotional unavailability. And so in taking that responsibility, saying, okay, I'm, a, I'm emotionally unavailable, so how can I fix that? I go to therapy. I fix that. I am able to create great relationships. So that next step was the action. We have to be willing to do some things differently than what we've done before. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. Um, basically, you know, manifestation. <laughs> I mean, yep. <laughs> you thought about it and it manifested. Um, are people around you um, changing? Have you noticed that, you know, some of your people are ascending higher, uh, realizing, you know, what is real? Well, my, my, fo- my focus actually for the last 10 years or so has been on black male empowerment. And so when you ask are people, if people are changing, the answer is absolutely yes. Because although this is my latest book, um, I've been writing about black male issues for the past 20 years. And I actually created a platform specifically for black men to support them in their personal transformation. And so that website is shatteringblackmalestereotypes.com. And on that site, there are tools that support men who are courageous enough to want to transform their lives. So in answer to your question, men are changing. Men are tired of and frustrated, I think, of the old paradigm of masculinity, and we're looking for new ways of being and relating as men. So what I have put together on this platform is an opportunity for men who are ready to transform their lives. And that's what the, there's several books on there. There's online courses, there's podcasts, there's a, a whole resource for any black man who is committed to transforming his life. And that is amazing. Can you give the website one more time? Shattering Black Male Stereotypes.com. And it's actually the, the title of a book that I wrote, Shattering Black Male Stereotypes. And, and Michael, when, when, when you go back on, on your tour, KG and I want to be your special guest because we have some testimonies that will co-sign exactly what you said. Indeed. And if I weren't sitting here or if I didn't see it, I might not have believed it happened myself. But everything you talk about, and, and, and I, I've not read your book, but I sense that the book uh, for black men – it, it for me i it was a lot of self esteem issues uh i was a child of of integration in the early 60s and finding my path was very difficult uh my mom and dad both educators but dad had one way of teaching mom had another 
and there was friction and then learning disabilities. It, it, and it just put me in a very depressed state for a long time before I had this moment of clarity. Does your, does your book address those, 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 those low self-esteem issues, Michael? Absolutely. Mm. And actually, um, there's a book prior, or actually, let's see. I wrote a book called The Cure for Onlyness, A mm. Black Man's Guide to Joy, Passion, and Purpose. And in that book, I deal specifically with what you were talking about. And, and, and what I love about this conversation, Larry, is that this is a conversation we as black men need to have. Yes. Um, yes. We have to have this conversation about healing our hearts, dealing with trauma. And that's how we transform our lives. That's how we transform our communities. And that's the whole platform that I've been on for the last 10 years, black male empowerment and providing resources that support men who are courageous enough to want to transform their lives. Excellent, man. So proud of you, Kat. So proud. The book is, the good news is, the future is brighter than you think. The author, Coach Michael Taylor, president and CEO of Creation Publishing Group. Thank you for coming through. We have got to have you back on and dive deeper. Just one quick question: Thanks. How many how many books have you written, and are they available on your site? Yes, I've I've written a total of nine books. Okay, five specifically for black men. Okay, yeah, because I, I I'm I'm going to your site, and I, I'm about to bless some people because they need to open a page or two of your book, and and start to heal. Well, 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 Larry, I'd like to do this. I I I'd like to send you five copies of shattering black male stereotypes and you and you can distribute those however you feel comfortable i'm honored sir when we close the podcast i'll I'll give you an address perfect man thank you so much for your time and coming on thank you brother i appreciate it he's got to come back like yeah He's every every week. Absolutely, absolutely. We thank you, Coach Michael Taylor. And we will be back with more of the Public Affairs Podcast after this. Welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. And I'm Uncle Fonky Larry Jones. And always, KG, a pleasure to be with you. And once again, we want to thank all of the men and women of the military, law enforcement, and those who listen to us on our app around the globe and wow. use our website at myhoustonmagic.com. Yeah, we really appreciate you. We are uh, here today joined by the CEO of WorkFaith, Mr. Anthony Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, WorkFaith is a, a nonprofit that provides faith-based training and coaching for anyone who desires a long-term employment. Sir, welcome to the podcast. Man, it's an absolute honor to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me. Man, so uh, tell us about WorkFaith. Um, how long have you uh, had the organization been in operation, and um, what was the inspiration uh, to start WorkFaith? Yeah, so WorkFaith, I'm the second CEO in the history of the organization. WorkFaith has been around over 15 years, and we've been blessed to become a multi-million dollar venture that has trained almost 7,000 people over the last 15 years. And and we have a 72% job placement rate after 90 days of training. So it's a pretty remarkable feat. I've been the CEO for exactly one year yesterday uh, at the recording of our time together. And so 
Uh, it's been a remarkable journey. So even through COVID, we've managed to be able to scale and grow the organization, impact a lot of lives, and help a lot of people find employment. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, congratulations. Absolutely yeah. fabulous. So, Anthony, um, <laughs> how do I want to phrase this? What jobs will you get people prepared to do? Man, great question. And we get that question often. And let me just say this. It really does vary. I mean, I just last week, I talked to a PhD, you know, who we helped provide employment. We had a guy who made, you know, who we helped become a project manager for a large oil and gas company. Uh, he's making over $200,000 a year. Excellent. And then candidly, we have, you know, the target of, you know, I like to say like my family, you know, family members who are overcoming addiction, coming out of prison, mm-hmm. and frankly, who are starting entry-level roles. So in all sincerity, it really does range from the person who's looking for an entry-level role in hospitality all the way up to somebody who has a more sophisticated track. In fact, I just had lunch, uh, or just before lunch, I just met with a private equity firm, and one of their key executive assistants is actually a former graduate of WorkFaith, overcame a major addiction. He got placed at this private equity firm, and they're literally one of the top firms in the world in the oil and gas business. Uh, They have literally done hundreds of millions of dollars of deals, and this guy's working directly in the C-suite with the founders of the company. So it, it really does range. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously, Anthony, and man, first of all, God bless you for your work. Let me just say that up front. Um, with COVID and everything under the sun happening over the past 15, <laughs> 16 months, um, right. I know people are, or are excited about getting back to work, but that job may not be the, the, the old job may not be there. Right. right. So now they've got to mm-hmm. retrain, restructure and find something that the, a new interest that they, they would like to be a part of. How do we find you? Do we go to LinkedIn or indeed? Great, great work? question. So <clears throat> the starting point would be our website, mm. which is work, which is workfaith.org workfaith.org, not .com, but workfaith.org, all one word, workfaith. Now, we are on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, but I'd ask people to go to our website because there you can navigate our different paths and the different trajectories that we offer to help support people. There are some people who, frankly, you know, they're going back to the basics. If you've been locked up for 20 years and you're coming out of prison, the world has drastically evolved drastically. so you you need yeah you need a different support level than say somebody who has been in a job for 20 years but this is their first time trying to make a pivot or a transition into a new industry or just a new career you know they may not need to go through our comprehensive job search accelerator they may be able to just simply go through our work faith academy which they could take a, in our academy you could take a one-off course like how to develop a modern resume or interview skills for the 21st century. So it really does vary the offering. And uh, and so we want to support people wherever they are. So coming to the website gives you the option to navigate and understand where you fit and where, where you may be able to plug in. Uh, one more thing I'll say quickly is that we actually have full-time professional coaches. So I want to emphasize, if you reach out to us, 
all of these services are free. They're pro bono. Nobody has to pay for these services. So you can actually have a one-on-one session with a full-time professional coach who can help you land your next dream job. Indeed. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. We're talking to Anthony Flynn, the CEO of WorkFaith. Log on to the website at workfaith.org. Um, and you have coming up at the end of April the iWork Spring 2021, which is a two-day virtual hiring event, uh, which is dedicated to bridging the skills gap in America and getting our frontline workers back to work and all of that. Um, tell us about this uh, virtual two-day hiring event. It sounds spectacular. I'm on the website Absolutely. just looking at the, the setup. It's, it's dope. Absolutely, man. So on day one, we, we we like to say that we are both thought leaders and we do practical everyday work. So on the thought leadership side, on day one, which is April 28th, several of my friends are lined up to speak. One of my closest friends, Chris Winton, he's the youngest ever African-American to make it to his rank at FedEx. He's senior vice president worldwide of HR for FedEx ground, a $40 billion vertical for the company. Chris hired 13,000 people last month alone at FedEx. So he's going to join me. Another great friend of mine, a, a giant who you, you know, most people have never heard of, you know, but everybody knows Nike and everybody knows the Jordan brand, yeah. but most people don't know who's running that brand. Well, one of my great friends, Craig Williams is the CEO of the Jordan brand. And, and so Craig, has a phenomenal history and track record of being a high-level executive. Uh, he was at Coca-Cola. Uh, literally, Michael Jordan and the team came and found Craig. He spent five days in Michael Jordan's home for his interview uh, in Florida. So he's the real deal, and he's going to join us to talk about bridging the workforce gap in That's our country. That's um, How many uh, pairs of Jordans yeah, are man, he bringing you? You, you see, I know, right? <laughs> I, I know, right? Right? And uh, and so I could go on and on, man. We have Cheryl Batchelder. Cheryl was the former CEO of Popeye's Chicken. She's now on the board of directors for Chick-fil-A. Cheryl's a great friend. She's going to join us. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, One of our homies, the uh, comedian Marcus D. Wiley from the Yolanda Adams Morning yep, Show. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I was going to say, and I was going to close with Marcus Wiley, you know, who obviously our, our, our host and uh, our comedian for, you know, for, uh, for the day, he's our resident comedian and our host and a, an a incredible guy. I met Marcus almost 20 years ago. It's hard to imagine. I brought him to my home city of Memphis, Tennessee. And so it's a blessing that he and I are able to reconnect on this platform here. So man, yeah, that's day one. Day two is all about the audience getting hired. So we have a, a variety of companies that will be joining us on day two, over 50 companies already signed up and committed to be there for the virtual hiring event. Last year, we had almost 2,000 people registered. Of that number, about 1,000 of them actually showed up. And anybody who wants an interview that day is highly likely to get an interview. And many people actually got jobs as a result of coming that day. Some people got same-day offers. Wow. So so it's the real deal. FedEx, Home Depot, Bluebell Ice Cream, you know, and many other companies are going to be there with us, Walmart. And they're going to be looking to Walgreens. They're going to be looking to hire on the on the spot. That's their goal and objective. So it's safe to say that people need to be, you know, dressed for success, have your resumes, you know, available, ready to email out or send the link to wherever 
on that Thursday, April 29th, yes? Absolutely. That is, that is correct. Michael, uh, this is Larry again. What What is it about your group? What is it about your group that stands out far above any other workforce? What makes y'all so special? Man, that's a great question. And I'd like to say that, and I did a TED talk on this uh, about five years ago, is that we combine what I like to call hope and how. So there are lots of faith-based organizations out there, and I, and I love them and respect them dearly. Many of them are, are empowering people with hope. You know, in our case, Christianity, the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, and we're inspiring a lot of people with hope. But, but on the flip side, there are lots of nonprofits and other organizations, companies, you know, hiring agencies, a placement agency, staffing companies that are giving people the how that practical, pragmatic way to try to go and find a job. Um, we actually provide both at no expense to the client, right? So you can come to us and we're uplifting you from a spiritual, psychological, and emotional vantage point. We're journeying with you as, as for, for those who are recovering, who need a story of redemption. But in addition to that, we are actually offering the how. We're walking you through the interview process. We're helping you shape and craft your resume. We're helping point you to employers who are actually looking to hire. So you can really get a 360-degree wraparound support service with us as a result of coming to us. Mm -hmm. And frankly, we're led by people who have lived the story, right? I, I, have, I personally, you know, haven't had to battle with addiction, you know, or coming out of prison. But frankly, I've got close family members who have, I've got close, really close friends who are literally, as I'm talking to you all, journeying through rehab, battling addiction, et cetera. Uh, you know, friends who've been locked up, dead, strung out on drugs. And I was born to a teenage mom in poverty in the hood in mm -hmm. Memphis, Tennessee, mm -hmm. right? So I, I get it. So even from a leadership vantage point, you know, I, I, can, I can walk with people, not from a tower, right? You know, the metaphor of, you know, the C-suite tower, but but I'm a guy who's on the ground in the trenches and want to walk with people who are hurting and, and who I like to say who are trying to, you know, who are leading while bleeding, who walk with a limp. Hmm. I'm that dude. And I like to, and I have a team where we like to come alongside people and not stand from an ivory tower and try to help people. No, you, you give from a servant's heart and it's, 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 uh, it's transparent and listening to you speak today on, on the podcast. Um, that's why I, I did want to, just speak a blessing to you because there was something unique in, in your tone. It's, mm. it's, it's comforting. And a lot of guys and ladies are, are hurting. They're scared. They really are lost. Don't know what to do. And happen to be sitting beside someone listening to us right now mm -hmm. who have slept in their car last night and going, you gotta be kidding me. This is actually available. So I, I would love for you to give the website again and encourage everyone who needs your service to come on board. And the fact that you mentioned that it was free is amazing. Yep. Yeah. So once again, workfaith.org, workfaith.org. It is free. There is no gimmick. You know, there, we have very generous supporters who, who pour into our work. And so they invest in us financially. So they make it possible for us to offer these services at no expense. And uh, man, you, you know, you mentioned 
the reality of somebody possibly sleeping in their car just last night. I was on the phone with a guy yesterday who, who, who literally got assaulted. He got jumped on, beat up, was knocked out, knocked unconscious. And literally we found out he actually died three times while being airlifted, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to the hospital, you know, was able to come back to life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had been in some trouble and battling addiction in his past and everything. And man, now he's working at an oil and gas company. He and I talked yesterday, man, just to hear the joy in his in his heart and in his spirit. You know, just, he's just happy to be here, right? Right. You know, but 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 he was able to graduate through our process and actually go and get hired. And uh, and man, he's doing he's doing really well. So man, that's what gets me up every day. That's what fires me up. Yeah. Being able to have conversations like that. I, my goal is to be able to recreate those types of conversations. So, man, we're here to genuinely help. We don't want anything from anyone but commitment. You know, I want you to be committed. I want you to be all in and, and we'll match your rhythm. We'll match your effort. You know, we if you're willing to commit to us, we can help you get back on your feet and take your game to the next level. And I can clearly tell that you handle these people with issues. You handle it with care. That's the name, well, work faith. And everything that you are providing for the iWork Spring 2021 with the virtual one-on-one -on -one meetings with the employers, the practice interviews, uh -huh. like, you know, a practice interview, like that's, was, that's what caught, What caught my ear, KG, was the compassion. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people will talk the talk but don't walk the walk, and and, and, and Michael has addressed that he, he, he understands that. And you have to have compassion when you do this kind of work. It's got to be, it's just got to be you. You can't fake this. You, you, because we know, uh, you know, KG and I, along with a million people on the podcast, we have our stories also. So it's, again, it's refreshing to know and to hear a brother who has the compassion and can put all of that into practical use is, is, is just good this morning, man. That, that, that's me. That's what I want to holler. I hear your compassion. And Anthony, I see that you have it set up, um, as to where, uh, job seekers, um, they can register, um, but also employers can request to be a part of the event too. speak, speak on that for some, you know, employers that are listening to the podcast that may want to, you know, put their hat in the bag to get some employees. Man, that's, that's a great question. You know, there's a, there's a misnomer that in fact, you know, nobody's hiring or, you know, it's really difficult to find a job these days, believe it or not. On the one hand, there are industries that have shut down. I mean, we know COVID has drastically impacted a lot of people. And by the way, I am directly answering your question. On the flip side, there are companies like FedEx, who I mentioned, and you know, Chris, who I talked about, who because of COVID, right, their business is booming mm -hmm. right about now. And one of their great difficulties is actually finding qualified employees who can go the distance with them. So the reality is there are lots of companies who want to hire, but you know, when they are interviewing people, sometimes they don't necessarily have a trusted network that has vetted some of those individuals. The advantage of coming with us is that we have a pool of candidates who have historically gone through our training that they can actually get access to. Now, obviously there will be some people who register, you know, for the event and we may not have, had them go through our training yet, but to the point you made, 
Many of them will have opportunities for practice interviews, and we'll actually be helping to touch up their resumes and a number of things on the day of the event even. So I think I'd like to just recommend to employers out there that if you're looking for a trusted network, we have a decade and a half of experience of working with, you know, frankly, people with dis discouraged and disadvantaged backgrounds. We help people get back on their feet and become qualified candidates for employment. So lots of companies come to us for that reason, because of our track record of okay. helping, you know, redeem some of the stories of employees. Indeed. Work Faith, they present the iWork Hiring Expo Spring 2021 happening April 28th through the 29th. Save the date. You can log on to faithwork.org for all the information and uh, to register. And this, man, yeah. God bless you, bro. You <laughs> got for real. Blessings on blessings on you to provide this um, for two people for the free, for the free 99. So, um, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. For coming on the Public Affairs Podcast. Man, it's an honor. Thank you guys for hosting me and looking forward to connecting again. Indeed. And uh, for right. everybody else, we will see you next week for the Public Affairs Podcast. Please be safe and mask up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we love you. <laughs>